podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya, quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un Fileo Fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. Hello, good evening and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers Transfer Agenda Show. I'm your host, Keith Plunka, and we have an action-packed show lined up tonight. I'm joined by Gav. Gav, how are you? Great form, Keith. Great form. I think we fixed Grizz, which is um, a highlight of my life. And we'll go on Fingers a CV crossed. very, very soon. We, we'll see. Famous last words. We'll <laughs> yeah, <see>. yeah. <laughs> Grizz, give us a sound check there. Testing. Yeah, yeah, testing. I mean, I, I, I don't oh, know why it's beautiful. Thing. I don't know why Gav's taking all the credit. I mean, I did spend all day and afternoon sorting this out myself. I am now very savvy. I bought myself a proper expensive. Hold on. Let me, I've got to read this out because customers need to know. Customers? I think I'm still at the shop. Uh, the viewers, viewers and listeners need to know what I'm on. I'm on a Logitech HD1080P. Terry, tell them about that. Real good. ones, no. It's good. It's good quality. Thank you very much. Wait, you see when when, when it goes on fire in about five minutes, that will be the crack. <laughs> People calling me tight asses. Well, did you, did you buy it like second hand, like repackaged no, one? Like, no. like, old one. You no, found it. Brand new, brand fucking spankers, man. I've still got cash, the receipts. Cash converters. Was it cash converters? Four ninety nine. Proper job, mate. Fucking hell. People think I'm FSG out here. <laughs> and we're obviously delighted to be joined by Mr. Terry Flowers from the Football Terrace. Terry, how are you? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. I'm a lot more relaxed now after pretty much complete, completing the signing of uh, Donny van der Beek. So, yeah, happy days. You'll improve Man United hugely and uh, we're, coming for, we're coming for your title, boys. It's as simple as that. Very nice, very confident. I like that misplaced optimism, but whenever, <laughs> who are we to argue? Um, but now we will tonight, we will be touching on uh, Man U's business and what we think and what Teddy thinks they're going to do going forward. We've a few um transfers that seem to be starting to move now that we're going to talk about, and maybe some dominoes starting to fall that could have an impact on. Liverpool business both in and out. Um, I want to start off with a, a small one uh, where it has got Liverpool connotations and that is Shane Duffy's loan move to Celtic. Now, on the on the face of that, it's not very exciting. Even from an Irish point of view, you know, it's hard to get too excited about this one, Gav. But there is a, the, the ramifications are that it may make Christopher Ajar a bit more dispensable for Celtic. Do you think that's one to keep an eye on for the Liverpool fans' point of view? Um, yeah, I think it might be. You know, uh, the other the other kind of part of this is the Ben White situation. Um, of course, he yeah. signed a new deal at Brighton, um, and Celtic have got a decent sign. And I think it's a loan with an obligation to buy, isn't it? Um, rising yeah. to six and a half million, which is. 
big enough money for Celtic. So when you look at that money, you probably think the way Celtic usually go on about their business, that they will look to get someone out the door. Ajar is, or Ajar, or whatever way you pronounce it, is going around at around five million quid, which is cheap to me. I'm being honest with you. It's, he's yeah, one I touted, he's one I a couple of months ago that could be, um, I think I, I kind of pushed him towards Leicester when we were trying to think yeah. what Leicester might do in the summer. But if uh, I'd have no issues with him coming in, um, and being a centre half at Liverpool, the age he's at, the, the profile he has, the, the attributes he has, and um, people have said, did you watch him in Europe last week? Um, he was awful. Celtic were awful. Um, yeah. And you know, it, it's it's hard to pin it on one player. But I've seen a, a little bit of this player, and every time I've seen him, I'm always impressed with his. Um, I, I'm always impressed with with the determination he plays with. Positional sense is good. He's decent in the air. He's very good on the ground for such a tall guy. He just marauds forward when he feels like it. So, um, yeah, it, it will be one to watch. Um, Celtic have got a decent sign in there. And I reckon the way Celtic usually do their business is it's one, at that money, one in and one out. So I definitely think that's one to watch. Maybe for Liverpool and maybe for other clubs. But if, if people are targeting a, a Celtic centre back, I think, um, air, as we call him, um, is probably the one that they will be watching. Indeed, Grizz, what do you make of the the uh, Shane Duffy news? So I'd say I had you on the edge of the seat all day, did it? Well, it, it kind of it kind of did. I tell you why, because it kind of has a double effect for us. You, we 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 you've mentioned the the AR effect, or however you pronounce his name, Simon. Is it Simon? Christopher. For, yeah, same thing, Christopher. Close, we'll put, close, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Christopher Ayer and uh, and it also and it also means it also means uh, Ben White, um, who's today signed a, a, a four-year contract at Brighton, gets more time at Brighton. So it, it kind of rules out Ben White, but it opens the door for someone like Simon Ayer to possibly come in as our fourth choice. I mean, obviously, just, yeah, just got to call him Simon now for the crack. Adnia, yeah, you've committed uh, to that. What's that? Christopher. What was it? It's, it's Christopher. We've told you twice now. Yeah, I know. But, you know, old habits die hard. So I'm going to stick okay. with Simon. Okay. Put that on. down to yeah. the new camera, Grizz. Put that down so, to the loggy tech. So, yeah. So, I mean, it, it possibly opens up the door for uh, AR um, uh, to, to sort of to Liverpool. I mean, obviously, AR would be a fourth choice centre back as opposed to Ben White would have been challenging, in my opinion. And a few other people that I've watched him play quite often would be. Um, uh, Battling Matip and Gomez for a place. So, um, but yeah, so interesting news with the Shane Duffy. Who would have thought, eh? A Shane Duffy moved to Celtic. You know, so much interest for Liverpool fans. What's going on here? Indeed, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Terry, yes. I'm sure you have no interest in this Simon, I was going to call him, Simon O'Hear moving to, moving to Liverpool. But something that the lads have touched on is the Ben White um links that were there with Liverpool. Is Ben White a player that's come across the United radar at all? Is he someone that has been linked with you guys? Because we have a very strong, we've had some very strong views on him on this show, uh, certainly from Sean, who's not on tonight, that every top six club should be really looking at this this lad. Have you had any look at him there at United? Has he been linked at all? Strangely, out of all 77,000 players that have been linked with us this summer, he he isn't one of them that, that I'm au fait with in terms of that. And, I've heard of him. Do I know? I've never claimed to know about players that I don't know about and try and try and blag it. So I'm I'm not too. I've read I've read some articles. I've read some sort of you know snippets that he's a talented young man. It's hard 
tell. But uh, Brighton, Brighton's a pretty good team to stay at, though. They, they, they've got a good philosophy. They've got a good – the way they play from the academy right through to the first team, they want to play football the right way. It's probably sensible for him to get another couple of another couple of seasons there before making a move anywhere else. Um, you know, how likely is he to play at Liverpool? Unlikely with 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 the current state of your team. So I think stay where he is for now would be would be my advice to the young man. Uh, going back to Ben White, um, I know as we said we we've spoke to him an awful lot. Um, there's a strong feeling that he would be the Virgil's partner at Liverpool if he was to come in. Um, what do you think of that? Um, Sean of this parish is, is a huge fan of Ben White. Um, I know Dylan O'Rourke in the chat, who's a regular in the chat, says he has a 40% win rate in the air, um, which I'm willing to overlook um, because, you know, I just am. I just I, I watched the YouTube video and I thought he was great. And I think that's enough um, in today's in today's uh, game for me. But look, he's, he's very highly rated. Leeds were mad for him. Um, Brighton stood their studs, you know. Stood that ground with Leeds, um, because you know, although Leeds are coming up from the championship for, for the first time in sixteen years, I think, um, they're a bigger club than Brighton. They'll always be a bigger club than Brighton. They'll have bigger crowds than Brighton. They, they, it's more of an attraction to to a lot of players. But they stood the ground. They said they weren't going to sell to Leeds. I thought that was going to be a trigger for we're not going to sell to Leeds. But if a Liverpool, Manchester United, Chelsea, Arsenal, whoever comes in, we are willing to listen to offers for a few more quid. But it didn't. He signed a four year deal. I'd be interested to see what if he has a release clause or not even a release clause, but a, a, an agreement in there that if a certain amount is touched on, he's allowed talk or, or he has to go or something like that but he's, he's a very very good young player if he came in would he have been Van Dijk's partner no I don't think so but I think he would have with his fitness record I think it would have given him a slight advantage over Joe Matip um, even though Matip's probably a more he is a more accomplished defender at this stage but you know you look the reason we're talking centre-halves all the time is because Joe Gomez has suffered injuries over the last couple of seasons that's kept him out. Um, bar last season, I think he was kind of just waiting around for his chance. Um, Matip is, you know, as I said before, he looks at somebody and gets a creak in his neck and he's out for six to eight weeks. So, you know, Ben White would have come in, I think would have been a great challenge for those two um, to be to be Virgil van Dijk's um, partner, but it would have been a signing for the future. But not to be at the moment, but I think it's another one that, not only Liverpool, I think what our clubs will look at in the future. Yeah, I think I think it's a massive, massive uh, uh, deal that Brighton got him on a new on a new four year contract because you know Ben White's the type of player that his value won't drop. You know, it's it's it's, it's fairly obvious. So Brighton can demand that fee comfortably now, as opposed to if they didn't sign him and he had one year left, then all the big clubs would have been around him next season, saying, "Look, mm-hmm. one year left is twenty thirty quid." Uh, million quid, you know, not as cheap as much. I think with him as well, though, it might be, depending on how much money they're demanding, it it might be worthwhile watching him in the Premier League for a season as well, because there is that big step from championship level. And, you know, my club made that mistake. When Chris Smalling and Phil Jones signed for Man United, they were tipped to go on and be absolute superstars, especially Phil Jones. It doesn't always work out that way. So, it may be uh, in everybody's best interest, given that year at Brighton, given that season there, and and sort of see how he progresses and moves on. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. Sorry. No, no, sorry. I was going to say, yeah, absolutely. Uh, from Ben White's point of view as well, it gives him another year of experience. As, as Terry says, it's a total different ball game from playing in the Premier League, where Leeds were the possession team, as opposed to when they're coming to the Premier League, they won't have as much possession. 
Ben White is very, very much a ball playing centre half, but his defensive qualities or the level of his defensive qualities will definitely be tested in the Premier League. So it makes sense all round kind of thing. Yeah, true. Kieran, um, Kieran B in the chat says he remembers Phil Jones just as Terry mentioned him having big expectations. He was certainly one. I know when he went to Man U that Liverpool were very strongly linked with as well, and, and others got skipped. Yeah, and others. But I remember being gutted when we missed out on Phil Jones. I genuinely thought he was he had it all to, uh, to that's go to all the right. top. But, ah, that's all we got over. Yeah, but things. when people when people start doing slow mo videos of. Phil Jones and the way he could do stuff with his face during games, yeah. um, I think it was the end from you know, um, I, it, he's, he must be on a transfer list to United somewhere looking to get rid of him now. But you're right, um, it's it's it was, I think it was 18 million United paid from, wasn't it, from Blackburn? And it, he was yeah. highly rated, it was Liverpool were in from there was another couple of clubs as well, but I think Liverpool were heavily linked along with United and United got the deal done. Thanks be the fuck. <laughs> But it's amazing how a young centre half can, especially a centre half goalkeepers as well. You know, it's it's a tough to break into a top team. It is very hard when you're that young, and you do nearly want them to nearly make their mistake somewhere else, don't you? As you said about Ben White, Terry, it'd be good to have yeah. him playing in the Premier League. With I think so. I mean, just look at John Stones. Yeah. I mean, again, everybody wanted him four years ago. He was going to be this superb player, and he's good. Like he, I think he's become a better centre back than Phil Jones. Um, ever was but it's just so hard to tell when they're young you know and and you know you guys have got Van Dyke. you've got Joe, Joe Gomez for me is, is miles ahead of him and I know you want backup and it's about having a, a thick squad but I don't even know generally speaking if barring injury if you even gets in your team for a while because other than you know, look at English centre-backs as an example other than Maguire and Joe Gomez you know there's no one better and so he's not going to get in the Liverpool team because of that reason in my opinion but yeah, it'd be an interesting one to see what he does after another year, maybe getting a, a, a year of Premier League. You know, this time next year, you might want to laugh at that link. Be like, nah, don't. You know, we've seen him get absolutely yeah. skinned and you think, well, what, you know, it's safe. Sure. What about the young lad? Is, is, is that ginger kid not ready? The, the but Is it Berg? Oh, no. Vanderberg, according to this show, is two years away from being two years away from being ready. Um, so he's four <laughs> years away from being ready. Um, he, he's played a couple of games. He, he looks like a 17-year-old playing professional football yeah. centre-half, being honest. But you don't, you never know, you know. But I don't, I don't think he's highly rated in, in these parts at the moment. That's being honest with you. Fair enough, he, fair enough. But it's, it's a good point because he played uh, a fair few games in the Eredivisie and was in the first team. Um but then he came came to us and he just looked like a fish out of water. Like, and that's a 17-year-old kid going in a centre-back. And too many people, Grizz, has sort of wrote the chap off because of a, a bad performance or two, you know. And it could no, be proved, could be proved no, right. But look, it does come to the physicality is such a big difference, isn't it, in the Premier look, League? Look, fair enough. Now that Terry's mentioned him, because I don't like mentioning him, as you guys know, right? But now Terry's asked me about him. I could have egg on my face in two, three years when he's the new Yap Stan. Right, I could have, but you know, there's more chance of my internet letting me down. That's how certain I am because now my internet's locked, my camera's locked. That that fella won't play a first team Premier League game for us. I'll say that on camera live. The other kid, though, the other kid, Terry. I don't know if you know, and I don't know if you're on a spying mission like some listeners, uh, some viewers think that you're on a spying mission. Spying? He could have just he could have just said no to the show and watched it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> everyone claims everyone thinks he's on a spying mission, right? But I tell yeah. you what, we've got a we've got a kid called Billy 
Second name, Keith? Comedian. The, the kid. Yeah. We call him Billy the Kid. 17-year-old, six foot five. He's the real deal. He's the one we need to look out for. Well, actually, you need to look out for. But we, well, we touch on that on another day. You've got a really good team. I remember when you, man, were saying that about Martin Kelly, Rob. So <laughs> I'll divide my time on that one. I'm cool. I'm cool. Not me. Yeah. Now, in fairness, in fairness, this kid does look good. But as we said, again, he's 17. But physically, he's a, he looks a lot more advanced even than the likes of Vandenberg. So it'll be one to watch this space on. He's got a bit of um, a bit of action on our couple of preseason games. So um, And he was in the squad for Sunday or for Saturday. <coughs> as well, so yeah. Definitely. It could, it could actually impact Liverpool's um, plans to recruit a centre-back in the summer, which is what I want to go on to now, is the other centre-backs linked. Again, Terry, you might not be too familiar with some of these links, but um, Grizz and, and Gavin, the listeners will know with the same names over and over again. And we've got Ozan Kabak and from Schalke and Evan Endicke from Frankfurt. Liverpool seem to be going targeting that sort of price range of between 10 and 15 million for a, a centre-back. That It will be young and will be a backup player. Well, lads, I'll go to Gav. Do you think the um, the presence now with Comedia might change the thinking about that? Like, do you think they might go with what they have with Fabinho slotting in as like Fernandinho's disaster class at Man City, or is that too much of a of a risk to do at this stage? Listen, Fabinho went in there probably most notably against Bayern Munich in the Champions League at Anfield when, when Virgil van Dijk was, was suspended and had a great game. But that th- that should be last resort stuff. And you're seeing, you know, Fabinho is a fantastic footballer. Aging, okay, but he's a fantastic footballer. He got exposed so much. And he got exposed because the people beside him weren't up to it as well. Um, you don't want your main defensive midfielder having to go back into centre-half. You just don't because you're... You see what happened with City is a brilliant example because it didn't do the defence any good and it certainly didn't do the midfield any good because they couldn't be yeah. the, the midfield couldn't protect protect a vulnerable defence and I'm not saying Fabinho go in there and be a disaster but look if you if you want to go and win things you, you don't mess around with you know central midfielders at, at yeah. centre half for what could be a considerable amount of time if a Gomez and a Matip which is not unheard of to go down with injuries at the same time so for me it wouldn't be something I, I would go for I'd, I'd leave Fabinho where he is you know um, like Terry's on the show like Terry's never going to want Nemanja Matic playing a centre half for Manchester United on a regular basis you know because they Car- haven't got Carrick cover. played Carrick played there for a few games didn't he a few years yeah. ago something yeah, but- similar yeah, but you don't want it. You, let's be honest. Yeah. With regards to the centre back, you know, there's a there's a couple of journalists coming out now saying they expect two, maybe three signings on top of uh, Simicast that's already come in, and I think that's what Liverpool fans are looking for, two to three. I think Thiago is definitely one which we'll get onto later. Um, yeah, and then you have a, a you have a forward player and you have a defensive player. It it depends what range they're going to go here, Keith. And I agree with you. I think it's going to be somewhere between. 15 to 20 million tops. I think that's where your centre half will sit and they will bring them in and it will be a case of we've four there, we've one that's a definite, we've the second one that's a, nearly a definite and the other two scrap away. Um, yeah, Kamak has been linked. Who was the other player you mentioned? Um, Ndeke. Ndeke, yeah. They, both, and they, they were both mentioned a couple of weeks ago. It's gone a bit quiet, but I think it's I think it's a thing at Liverpool now because we do these shows every Tuesday and Thursday. We've done a show on Sunday. The lads were on last night. And even since last Thursday, the, 
you know, where you were getting snippets here and there. It's gone very quiet from all angles with regards to Liverpool. And I think people are starting to worry now that we're never, we'll never spend the money again. And um, it's all quiet. Whereas when you look at journalists and what they're starting to say, I think they're kind of reassuring words from journalists that you would trust where they said we're expecting two, maybe three. And Liverpool are just keeping it very, very quiet. And that's what they've always done over the last couple of years. But with a centre half, I think 15 to 20 million, what player that is, your guess is as good as mine at this stage. Yeah. Just for a bit of clarification, Gav, you're getting lashed over in the chat there for claiming that Fabinho was an agent player. Uh, no, I didn't. I said it was Fernandinho. Fernandinho. You said Fabinho, but you meant Fernandinho. Oh, sorry. So no, I meant I meant saying that Fabinho's only looking. Yeah, for it's okay, Gav. It's okay. Absolute outbursts in the chat. That's fucking disgraceful. Clear your name that you know. We yeah. know who you meant, but the now I know how happened. Deirdre Rashid felt when she was falsely <laughs> fucking accused of murder. Need a weather field one, um, but yeah, it's it's you know the the journalists getting linked are uh, link um coming out now, and the tone seems to be changing about Liverpool. People thinking the radio silence means Liverpool don't have money and won't be signing anyone. Whereas we've said consistently that we reckon, not that we know, but that we reckon that there's there was a change, there was a shift a few years ago, and Liverpool just aren't leaking as much information, and the the local journalists aren't getting the news too far ahead of time. But that narrative now is slightly changing over the last week or few days. Grizz, I'm going to come to you. What have you made of this? Some of the the big um, local journalists are changing the the tone on uh, the likes of Tiago and some of the other transfer business. How have you found it? It's uh, I found it funny. I don't know if I should say that about reputable journalists, but you know I have. I'm going to be honest. I have found it slightly amusing how the narratives changed in the last would we say about ten days, yeah. two to two weeks. You know, we start off with. Um, uh, Mr. Mark Ogden, I think, started off in the summer by saying, I think he's a Man United fan, right, Terry? He covers a United correspondent, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he started off by saying Liverpool have no money, there is no incomings planned for this summer. And then, you know, I think Melissa already came out with something similar, saying we expect a quiet summer, etc., etc. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because... Um, you know, even today, James Pearce came out with, with in, in reference to Thiago, you know, and he clearly said the words come out, uttered out of his mouth were, of course, Liverpool are interested in Thiago, which is something completely different from some of his colleagues were saying only 10 days ago. So they've realised there's no smoke without fire. And all the regular listeners of our show know that where we're at in terms of Thiago, in terms of signings in general. Uh, you know, we've stuck to our guns and said we expect, I definitely expect a minimum of two more signings uh, and possibly the third one, depending on what kind of sales we can do. I think that is the case now. And I think that's what everyone sort of needs to, you know, what fan bases are like, and especially ours. And I'm probably Terry is, is the same with United's. They need reassurances all the time. The the insecurity of, of so, say again, sorry. Needy. You yeah, need it. The need, the need, the need for a daily update. It's mad. It's, um, you know, I've had a few run-ins with people on Twitter, but I'm, I'm calm. I'm over it now. I, I'm not gonna, you know, Keith strategy in the morning. To, you know, explain to me how we should just get off Twitter for a little while or something. And 
you know, I might, I may, I may give it a miss for a couple of hours. I don't know if I can do more than yeah, that, but I a couple of hours. A yeah, a couple of hours. But um, look, the situation is the same as we, what you said. We haven't sort of changed our stories or changed our thinking, whatever. We, we've said uh, Tiago is to come in, and then we'll get sort of a couple more players. It may drag on into the window. We said, and look, lo and behold, it is, seems to be dragging onto the window. But listen. If, if our lads don't know what they're doing, no one's, no one's recruitment team knows what they're doing. Yeah, it's very true. Uh, Terry um, Grizz touched on something there about um, the the media um, fans and going to be hyperactive for signings. Um, from the man you saw it, I'm assuming it is all the same from your end. But when it comes to the media, are you getting the leaks from the media? Because I know your man Neil Ashton has got involved with, with yourself, hasn't he? And there seems to be a lot of stories that come mm-hmm. out, a lot of friendly uh, media stories that get leaked. Is that something that's happening? Or is that something maybe I'm reading too much into from afar? No doubt. There is often, you often see that there's like a clicker United journalist that, that are credible. So you kind of get the Simon Peach, Simon Stone um, connections. There's a couple of others whose names elude me right now. They always seem to, they play every single link down. So example would be Saturday night. Um, in fact, the first person that broke the Van der Beek news was this I say peculiar because I'm so intrigued, but for the, for the first time ever, but it's in the no account. One that I've been accused of being the, the, the architecture of, which is ironic because I'm so narcissistic. You really think I wouldn't take the plaudits for getting transfer predictions right. I'd be lapping that up all day long. I really would. Um, he tweeted it first. And I remember everyone going, oh, the guy's chatting nonsense. Like 40 minutes later, some dude I've never heard of from Holland who supposedly very close with Mark Overmars says that the deal was done. You then get sort of Fabrizio saying there's a big chance the deal could happen. And then you had all of these United link journalists, Simon Peaches, Simon Stones kind of playing it down saying it's not out of the realm of possibility, but we're not too sure yet. And that's what they always do. They always played any story that they play down and say, they think it's over, thinks dead. They don't think it's real. That makes us as Man United fans think something could be going on here. It's almost like they're briefed to all say the same thing. And they all end up, it's not very well orchestrated because they all end up tweeting within about 30 seconds of each other. So it's like yeah. they've been group text. <laughs> it just, it's, it's not very, it's not done very well. Someone who's from the East End of London knows what it's like to be a bit cloak and dagger. It's like at least finesse it a little bit better than that. Same, mate. Same. Exactly, exactly, Goose. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, so there's an element of that. And then you get the contrast from the, the, the European journalists so the likes of christian fork and and, and jan fiotov and these you know obviously getting their information from the counterparts of this and it's often about reading what one half is saying the other and then probably realizing the truth is somewhere nearer the middle in in, in many ways but the like yourselves the van der Beek deal came out of nowhere there was no they've been linked with him all summer but they were just the occasional story here and there and then suddenly bang Man United were in for him within 24 hours or so. He'd done a medical. He was going to be a Manchester United player. And, and that's how a lot of these things, I, I, I think, are going on. And, of course, the Thiago deal you mentioned, he's been protruding now with Liverpool for seven or eight weeks. And that's because you're trying to get the price down. And, and, and Bayern Munich want to get the 30 million euros. You've now got the links of Man United looking at him. There are, there are moments where I think, oh, of course, I'm going to banter Liverpool fans about it because it would be brilliant to take him from you now because we all know how great a player he is. However, I'm still 95% certain he's going to be a Liverpool player, even if Man United do kind of try and stick their nose into the deal, because I think he wants Liverpool. I don't necessarily think he wants to come to a team that's going to be two or three years of, of building still. But it's I understand that fans just want the deal done quickly. They, they want them done 
yeah, they won them over the line early. What's interesting, I was doing some research on transfers the other day in terms of how often, how long it takes teams to get their first deals done. And it's like, you know, the mar- I would say Thiago would be your marquee signing this summer. On average, it takes Liverpool, on, this is in the last seven years, 51, 52 days into the transfer window to get their marquee signing done. So we're only about 37, 38 days into it now anyway. I just feel that because of the way this preseason is, because of the the COVID situation, everybody wants it rough through, but deals take as long as they take. And I think the Liverpool fans, the same as United, just need to remain relaxed. Even if Liverpool don't sign anybody, you've still got the best team in England. And I think there's there's a hell of a lot of panic at the moment. But I think a lot of that happens because we've seen Chelsea buy about, uh, about 800 players and some very good ones in that. United now look like they're moving. Arsenal signed a few. And I think there's just that underlying fear in some supporters that what if we get caught? What if we don't have a great start? What if we do get a couple of injuries and we can't cope with it? So it's it, it all makes for a good banter for us as rivals. But I, I don't think Liverpool fans have got anything to worry about at all. It's um, <laughs> sorry, it's just interesting what you say there with regards to the the journalists and you have a you know what you consider it the local patches they would call them that would be all on the same page and like you said they're they're tweeting within. Every one person tweets and texts the next fellow, okay, it's your go, and they do that until they get to the end of the list. With Liverpool, it was like that, but now it's gone to absolute silence. And what happens is you have three or four that you would consider close to the club, and they say nothing anymore. They don't even, they don't even come out and deny or, or, you know, confirm anything. They say nothing. And when they do say something, it's very rare. And when they do, they, they say stuff like, oh, I think he might be a player that Liverpool are interested. Throw a butt in there and leave it at that, you know. And you, you usually know when a transfer is close with Liverpool, when one of three or four come out and nail their colours to a mast. Then you know because they've been told, go ahead, you can you can walk away in it because... There's yeah. no doubt in, with regards to Liverpool, they are extremely private over their transfers. How do you do their transfer business? Because oh. Sorry, sorry. Um but but as a as a result of as a result of what happened with Van Dyke, you have a case of it's so quiet and, and I ne- I nearly get the feeling that they're under instruction now and, and strict instruction as to what they say and what they don't say with regards to transfers with Liverpool. And I think that's what you get with the, these credible journalists but high up the ladder journalists is, and this is what Liverpool say to them, it'll be very basic. We will give you exclusive interviews. We'll give you, over the course of the season, you'll get certain interviews and certain stories before anybody else, but you become our non-official PR team. That's all it comes down to. Like every time, that's why you guys signed Minamino, the big Liverpool press. You know what? What made that st- that that signing even more precious was was Ready coming out with, oh, he rejected Man United for you. It's like, yeah, of course he did. But it makes the the romance of it. And and we're the same. You know, yeah. I want the Thiago deal probably even more because you guys have, have been linked with it. And the irony in it is, you guys might not make an official bid. Let's just say you don't bid for whatever yeah. reason, and then Man United sign him. It's not a rejection. But our media will spin it that it's a rejection because you were in, in, in it so involved. And there's so many different stories. You know, you've got the sort of the German press pushing the Dortmund Sancho deal is in terms of we won't budge and Dortmund won't be held to ransom. They'll get exactly what they want. The Man United press will be saying 
We've not even made a bid and we're not even that interested in him. So they're both selling a completely different version. It's a bit like history, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? The Russians think they won World War II. The Brits think they won it. The Americans think they won it. But actually, it's more of a joint effort, really. Where we all came yeah. together. But, I think, you know, that only happens. I think the frustration with the Thiago situation and in reference to Liverpool fans, the, the frustration lies uh, uh, with, the, the, with the news emanating from foreign journalists you see, Liverpool haven't said anything, either yes or no, or we're interested. See, there's nothing come out of Liverpool or the Liverpool journalists. They literally just, the early pieces or the early sort of articles they've done were generally, and I think Gavin Keith will back me up on this, was just basically just their opinion in terms of Thiago? Nah, doesn't fit the profile, Liverpool. And they left it at that. Slowly, slowly, the narrative changed because they realised that the sources that were coming from Germany weren't sort of blaggers, your everyday spoofers trying to get a clickbait article. They realised that these are very reputable people speaking about... So, for example, Christian Falk is probably the equivalent of a Paul Joyce of Liverpool or a, I don't know, a Man United, Simon Stone, did you say, maybe? Simon Stone, someone of that ilk. Some of that ilk, right? It's just Simon. You just keep saying the word Simon. I hope it sticks. Simon Simon Sancho, we'll be talking about. (laughs) Simon says, but but you know what I mean? So they've realised that there's no smoke without fire. This story is getting stronger and stronger. And and it's now come to a point where I really feel for some of the lads at Echo, women and lads at Echo, they're going to have some egg on their faces because they've been sort of even up to about seven days ago absolute no interest in Tiago. we don't understand where this noise is coming from well we're about to find out where this noise came from in the next 10 days but I mean look it is what it is we've been very secure we have we used to have so many leaks in the Liverpool camp in terms of transfers and rumours and everything and it is you know I'm telling you if I don't get info no one gets info now so, and I'm telling you, I've got info on the Tiago deal. After that, it's gone totally, totally quiet. It's a very secure ship at Liverpool. And that's the way it should be. One of the, one of the rumours I've heard about Liverpool is that the, the reason you're sort of bulking at the 30 million euros is because theoretically, it, it, you've got Genie that will play, play out the remainder of his season. And then in January, you can offer Tiago a deal for free, essentially. And I actually, I understand that train of thought if you're trying to hold back from spending money. I think Liverpool have said it all along. Like Liverpool have got money to spend, in my opinion. You're too rich and wealthy not to. However, I think you're taking, you're taking a calculated gamble by not, if you don't spend, in the sense of we don't know whether this season is going to be interrupted in the same way last season was. They yeah. could, it's interrupted or it's damaged even more financially. The teams that spend big, like the Chelsea's and potentially Man United, they could find themselves in trouble for two or three years after this period where Liverpool might come out the other end of this still champions and say we didn't spend any money we've got all that money in reserve now the world has gone back to normal and we can fire forward the problem is fans in this the problem you have is fans in this fans no fan will care about you not signing a player if you go on and win the league but it's if you miss out by one or two points, you know you're going to have that percentage that oh but we should have got well well, that's that's the thing that they hold on to yeah they hold on to that crazy every season there's an element of a gamble that the players that you buy you know signing van dyke when you did and ellison when you did there all, there was always, always a slight gamble because there's no guarantees that a player is gonna is gonna catch in but from your boy's opinion would you prefer to take the risk of a man united sort of swimming in your slipstream and taking tiago this summer waiting to get him for free or would you would you just prefer fsg to sanction the bid give Klopp what he wants pay the 30 million euros and 
And for me, have one of the best midfielders in the world in the Thiago. I think. Well, I'll, I'll take this one just for yeah, go on. Gav, before you jump in. I don't agree with waiting to get him on a free because I don't think we spoke about this before on the show. We don't, you don't really save that much money because what you might save, you're going to be handing out on um, signing on bonuses and the wages are even higher on a, on a Bosman. So the overall package, I don't think they'll save that much. I, I just think they might be holding off to try and get the price down. You know, it's like a game of chicken nearly. It's the, the later it gets. If Bayern want 30 million and we want to pay 20, You'd say meet in the middle and go at 25. I reckon we're trying to get a close at the 23. And I think we will eventually just pay the money. I don't think it's realistic that we'll wait and try and get them on a free. I think that's just people saying this could happen. You know, so I, I disagree. I disagree. I think I think what's going on here is I don't think the finances is an issue at all. Um, I'm being honest. 30 million euros, this is no way an issue. I said this a couple of weeks ago. Liverpool can go and sign a centre-back, Thiago, and a striker um, of some or a forward of some sort and, and lay out 100 million quid or commit to 100 million because it's yep. never 100 million up front. And they could possibly sell three to four players in around... You probably five players and you're probably looking around 60 million coming out of the summer with committing to spending 100 and committing to getting in 60 40 million quid is fuck all to Liverpool Football Club um, and that's where I, and I'm not having the COVID and the furlough and the all this messing I understand that COVID isn't gone yet and you may be worried about another fucking complete lockdown and all of a sudden football completely stops again and then you're really stuck and everyone's really stuck but all it'll lead to was another relaxing of FFP instead of relaxing for one year they relax it for two or three yeah. and then Chelsea who are just spending as much as they fucking want and it's their right if they have that money that's fine but they're spending as much as they want because they know they won't get touched for this this is their big shot now and then when like, everything comes into line in 12 months time they'll have to reassess and they will have to reassess regardless but with, with regards to Thiago, I think what's happening here is I don't think the finance is a problem. I don't think the agreement with the player is a problem. I think Bayern and Liverpool are, A, Bayern may be looking to bring someone in as a replacement. I don't know if they have, but they may be looking to do something and saying to Liverpool, don't do anything yet. Don't let, let people know that we have this money. Because regardless of how rich a club are, they, they're very intelligent with their money. And it's like, you know, you, nobody goes out and tries to spend more money than they need to. That's the first thing. The second thing is, and Sean, he's mentioned it a couple of times, the, the quota of players in Liverpool's squad at the moment is is on a knife edge with regards to um, homegrown mm. and foreign players. And Liverpool are looking to get, and it's quite well known, Liverpool are looking to get two, two or three players and they don't want their value dropping by revealing that they've bought Thiago and all of a sudden, oh, well, you've bought Thiago. Well, the player that he's replacing is still sitting in your squad and now instead of giving 20, we're giving 15. That that's for me is what happening. I don't think United's links are real. I don't think the Paris Saint-Germain links are real. The Man City links are real. Any link is real. I think this is a deal that's just sitting on on the sideboard waiting to happen when both clubs get the house in order with regards to what it thinks. That's and how I feel on it. Just want to give my thruppence and add to that. And I totally agree with the second part of Gav's uh, outburst. Um, what, 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 <laughs> I know, uh, was that an outburst? Bit, I apologise. Yeah, yeah, in my uh, my eardrums are fucking hurting. But um, yeah. but it must be this new microphone camera. Uh-huh. But but um, but, <laughs> but the uh, I think I think I think the links to Thiago from Man United were real. I think the links to Thiago from Man City were real. I think the links from PSG were real. Who doesn't want Tiago? Can anyone of our listeners? Oh no 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 no! Hold on. Does well, a link? Does there's a difference between a link and an interest? Everyone yeah. would be interested. Okay. okay. The, the 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 point I'm trying to make here is the interest was very well, and up until the United interest, every 
because you always approach the agent first and see what the situation is. And uh, I can I can categorically say that every agent's been told, forget about it. The PSG link was about two days. The Man City day, I think the Man City one was first lasted about two days. By tomorrow evening, maximum the following day, the United link will be smashed because the agent have the agent of Thiago has told him, look, forget about it. He's on his way to think. Now, the one major factor in all of this is Jurgen Klopp. Because when Jurgen Klopp, and, and, it's, and it's for any, any great club, you know, who's got a great coach, the pull of the manager is, 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 is of so importance. And especially in this case, Thiago isn't leaving Bayern Munich to, with all due respect to Tuchel and um, Ole, he's not going to leave Bayern Munich to go and play for them. He's going, and his reason, one of the main reasons he's going to leave Bayern Munich is to play for, for Jurgen Klopp. And that's the pull. And that's why Liverpool are absolutely comfortable with this situation. We know exactly where we're at. I've told you guys the bid's in. Everything is set, near enough settled. It's just a matter of logistics, as we said. We need to get this the, the quota of players down. We're just lit- and I'll repeat myself, and it's going to be like a broken record, but we're literally a, a carrier sail away from announcing Thiago. It's interesting. Listen, and I still make Liverpool favourites massively. What Gav Paul on there is interesting because I've seen a few United fans say the same thing. People say treat yourself like you need a reason, but McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee, get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. About Jaden Sancho. One of the, there's almost, whether you want to call it an agreement between the two clubs around Dortmund don't want people to know they've got 108 million pounds when out shopping for a replacement. Because of course, if you get 108 million pound cash in for Sancho and then you want to buy, I've seen a link, for instance, to Zaha as a replacement. Crystal Palace are going to ask a lot more for Zaha if they know you've got 108 million pound cash sitting in your bank account. Um, A little bit like yourselves when you ended up overpaying for um, Andy Carroll because of how much money you had come in for, was it the Torres Sowers an example? Yeah, it would have made more sense is buying Andy Carroll first because you say we want him as a backup striker. You present it that way. You get him for maybe £20 million and then you make the sale. So that's the great thing about this. I I think all the theories that people have come out with all hold water and reign true. From immediate output in terms of the story, depending on what side your bread's buttered will be the way you you present this. Liverpool Press will present it, I think, just exactly how either Grizzle or or Gav have put it. You know, there'll be other press that will say, oh, United came in and they forced Liverpool into ma- into paying the money that, that they were refusing to pay before. Everyone's going to have a slightly different aversion. It's why I love what I, you guys must have seen that show, All or Nothing, that's going on at the minute with Tottenham. Mm. When you watch it, it just shows what really goes on at football clubs. Mm. And it kind of blows apart a lot of the, the, the myths that people, you know, hold in terms of what things go on. You hear the owners talking about and Sherman, you know, Christian Eriksen, you know, his head's not really in the game because subconsciously he knows he's leaving and, and historically they see the amount of players that don't even give their all in training. And we as fans go, we'll just play him still. He's brilliant. Well, trust the people that are there in and around it every day. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Thiago. I, as, as I said, 95% sure he's going to Liverpool. Of course, the banter side, the, the rival in me is desperate for it not to happen just so I can clip up what Grizz has just said there and make it go viral, essentially. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> he loved that anyway. <laughs> 
It's more important to him than any transfer. Before before we move on, we've got nearly a thousand people watching us live there at the moment, which is great. But we've only got three hundred and eleven likes, so people smash the like button. Doesn't take long. Just hit that little thumbs up. Um, there's about six hundred and odd years that haven't heard yet, so do as I beat you know, and uh, we'll watch those numbers going up. Um, Terry, I want to touch on. I'm gonna want to go to Man United in a couple of minutes with you, just some of the moves and the the links that you guys have. But I just want to go through some of the other links that are more Premier League that's coming out. Hector Bellerin to PSG in the last hour looks like PSG have um, approached and made a bid for him. Uh, Grizz, what do you think of that? Do you know what? Out of, and I know um, Chelsea have spent the most and sort of got the name players in, right? So your ZHs and the Werners and Havertz, great names and everything. But I tell you what, keep an eye on Arsenal's business mm. because they are doing some sound, sound business and they're doing business for the first time in a very long time, that's needed. I mean, they buy Pepe and whatever, and they, you know, they waste money and, you know, but this time around, I think is very, very well thought out. I think they'll snap at 25 million. They'll snap their hands off at 25 million for Bellerin. You've got, um, what's his name? Niles. Ainsley. Cedric. Simon. Simon Niles. Simon Ainsley, how do you? Yeah, it'll work somewhere. Um, but um, um, he'll slot in lovely at right back, and with that 25 million, he's left footed. And, 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 and who's left footed? Maitland Niles. No, he's not. He is. He's not left footed. He's right footed. No, he's not. He's right footed. So, um, right-footed. yeah, yeah, he's right footed. Gav, Gav trying to tell me about football. Um, um, he's right footed. But the most important thing is they want Partey. Their main mm-hmm. target of the summer is Partey. And if they get Partey, I tell you what, with the additions that they made at centre-back, which we know they're at weakest and around the midfield area, they'll be a force to reckon with. When I mean force, I mean top four. Sort of, we know, we know, we know Arsenal. No, I mean it, Terry. I'm telling you, if they get Partey, this is what I'm saying. If they get Partey and if they get, uh, they've got the, the centre-backs issue sorted, I tell you, they'll be uh, there or thereabouts in, in terms of top six, top four, which is a which is a very, very um, big jump for them. You've got to remember they finished what 45, 50 points behind Liverpool. So you know they, you know they're they're talk, being talked of sort of in the same realm as 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 Leicester's and sort of not even Leicester's, Sheffield United below these teams. So I think they'll make a jump. Obviously, Chelsea have made the the outstanding names buys, but I think Arsenal, uh, if they can get this Partey deal over the line, you know. I like what they're doing over there. Terry, I'll come to let you come in on this. Uh, you seem I, to... I think they're doing good business. I, I agree with that. I think they'll improve this season under Arteta. Um, I, I've, I've, got, I've had this gut feeling for a while. A lot of people built up Arteta as being a young Pep or a young Klopp. I think he's more of a young Simeone or, or, or peak Jose Mourinho. I think he's the pragmatist of a manager. Of course, he'll play, he'll batter and outplay the lesser teams than him because Ch- Chelsea's uh, Nothing wrong with that, Terry, though. Nothing wrong with that, Terry. No, there isn't. I'm, 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 the interesting thing is, Arsenal fans, some take it as a criticism. They don't see that I'm complimenting him. They'll, they'll beat up and outplay the lesser teams, as all of Jose's boring teams did. <coughs> against the big sides, and they've seen it work. And I think that they, they're going to be years away, Arsenal, from pound for pound being having stronger 11s. And they've been like this for over 15 years now, where they're just not as strong as the, as the Liverpool now and Cities now. And back in the day, the Chelsea's and Man United's. So that's why they lost so many of the head-to-heads in the old top four and the current top six, because 
They just didn't have the personnel to do it. And Arteta has recognised that. And I think he realises we've got to play in a particular way. And the fact that I know that they drew the last one on one on penalties, but they had two results over Liverpool in a short space of time. And I think, I think to myself that that's, that for me is something we didn't see. We didn't see that sternness from Arsenal for a long, long time. Will it project them back into the top four? The only reason I think that's difficult is because they have to then suddenly become better. They have to become better than Tottenham, better than Wolves, better than Leicester, better than Man United, better than Chelsea, all in the space of one season. And I think that it might just be too many hurdles to jump, but they're definitely going to progress in relation to that. And it's, 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 it is really gearing up to be an interesting season. And if they can pull Thomas Partey off, I mean, a bit like the other deals. I mean, they've offered 25 million so far. I mean, he's got a 42 million pound buyout clause. I don't really get what they're messing. I know that everyone's lost money because of CV19, but 42 million for an 80, 90 million pound player. It's, it, it makes no, I mean, I'm desperate for you. I'd love United to sign Thomas Partey. Add him to our midfield, what we've already bought. And it, it's complete. You, you, you know, it is what it is, but it'll be interesting to see what Arsenal do. I, I think they'll come sixth or fifth, uh, fifth or sixth this season, to be fair. Gav loves Arsenal. Gav. Um, no, listen, I, I I just can't stand Arsenal. Um, and not as a club, it's just the way they go about their business and what their fans think they should be. And basing the Arsenal way on probably two seasons of football, three seasons of football. But in fairness to Arteta, um, he has shown them a different way to play football. And I like that about him. He hasn't come in and just gone along with, you know, it's a bit like, it'd be a bit like coming in, he follows Wenger. You know, he comes in after Wenger and people think, well, he doesn't, you know, Unai Emery is there, but he comes in and he, he puts it up that he's going to do all sorts of stuff and doesn't. He just tries to do what Wenger does. And Arteta seems a bit different. They're making sense in what they're doing. They're, they're, they're identifying what they need and he's going about it and he's bringing in players that will will be able to play in that system. You know, they've brought in players over the years and you go, that just doesn't suit. Um Will they be in the top four? You don't know. You have to wait until the all all squads are complete. But I think they're a long way off Liverpool still. And um, despite Terry saying two results against Liverpool, Liverpool have stopped playing. And um, when they when they when they beat them at, at I was going to say Highbury at the Emirates and the Charity Shield is just the Charity Shield. But I think they're way off. Um, Liverpool. I think they're way off Manchester City. I think I think United are a better side and a better squad than them. But they might get a bounce off of Arteta coming into this season and he's had a little while to work with him and he looks like he knows what he's doing. So they are one to watch. They are making clever signings. Um, Partey, I think the, the problem there is Gendouzi. They were looking to get rid of Gendouzi and bring Partey in and they were looking to raise money and now Arteta is saying that it's a clean slate with, with Gendouzi because I think they've overvalued him. So we'll have to wait and see. But £42 million, if that's if that's true on Partey, is, 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 is buying money, isn't it? Well, it's interesting um, someone had in the chat there uh, and I know it's sort of breaking tonight that Arsenal have bid for Hossam Awa um, with Julian Lorenz, I think, saying that Gwendouzi to Leon could be part of that deal. It's an interesting one because I actually think he's a good player, Gwendouzi, and I don't know if he dirtied his bib at the end of the season with the little scuffle he had at, at Brighton. Um, but, you know, it's... It's all ifs, buts and maybes with Arsenal because they haven't signed Partey. And I think them being anyway decent relies on them bringing in a Partey because Gabriel could be a very good signing for them. He might not be. Uh, they could still have a dodgy defence. William Saliba, everyone's assuming, is going to be like Rafael Varane and step right in and, and take to the Premier League. 
without any problems. And you wouldn't be surprised if in six months you're looking at Socrates and David Luiz at the heart of their defence. You know, it's, it'd be just typical Arsenal. So I do think they have to get these deals over the line before they can they can really challenge. Um, Terry, I want to come on to Man U um, where we have you. We've got... Um, a lot, a lot going on at the moment. As we touched on earlier, Donny van de Beek came out yeah. of nowhere, very similar to Fabinho with ourselves. It just sort of came and, and, and it's happened. How do you think he fits in at Man U? And does the signing of a van de Beek make, make these Thiago links a bit redundant or do you think there's room for, for even more midfield uh, players in Man United squad? Uh, on, on van de Beek, I, I, I've, He's one of those players. I, I love seeing him sign for United because then he's, you know, yesterday on our stream, people were calling him the the Dutch Ross Barkley, which made me laugh. Uh, he's been brilliant for the last two or three years, impressing yeah. the Champions League. He's a tremendous player, multifaceted, can play central midfield, attacking midfield. Uh, the, the most impressive element about him is how often he gets into the box and touches the ball. It's just un- it's ridiculous amounts. He averages about 50 more touches in the box a season than Lampard used to get. So he's going to be there or thereabouts and he's going to add a, a brilliant new dimension. It adds competition to both Bruno Fernandes and Paul Pogba. He has the ability to keep them out of the team if he plays well, which is great. On the Thiago situation, it isn't overkill because for me, you can then look at getting rid of Matic, Fred and or McTominay. You know, two of those players could go after signing them because you know, Thiago and, and, and Van der Beek are just le- absolute levels. Um... Uh, above in relation to that. But I think from, from my point of view, I still think Thiago is, 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 is a very difficult one to pull off in relation to that. Van der Beek's great. Sancho deal is, is the one that, that needs to happen more than any other. We need that right side of attack sorted. And there's a lot of talk, quiet talk going on that maybe just maybe that, that, that deal is going to happen. Um, it's just waiting for Dortmund to, to find a replacement and see what happens in that kind of space. Um, Terry, also, you know when you said, Terry, just a quick one on Sancho, why, why, why do you think it's that's the one that needs to happen? Do you really think, because I really think you're a very level-headed Man United fan, you're not one of these ones that just sort of just, you know, Man United eyes, Man United eyes. Looking at your team, looking at your squad, right, do you really think that it's the signing that you need to make because of the... The, the name around it and, and sort of it will show you that you get the pull of Man United and you can get the top players in the world? Or, or is it a need for your team, your shape, your squad for Ole? It's it's both of those things, I think. I think they're both very, very important to, to Manchester United Football Club because we mm. there is an element of wanting... We haven't had a proper number seven since Cristiano Ronaldo left in 2009. We're talking 11 years. Uh, this This young generation needs a number seven they can fall in love with. Um, it's important that that ele- romance is important in football. You know, we, we, we all know that everyone touches the, uh, this is Anfield sign when they come out of the changing room. If they took that sign down, it wouldn't physically change anything, but you'd lose an element of romance. If they stopped you singing, you'll never walk alone. It would change your club dramatically. And Man United's number seven shirt has that sort of iconic, myth- yeah, iconic uh, romantic nature to it. So that element is important. Secondly, it comes to balance. We, we're completely unbalanced as a team because although Green was done a good job playing on that right-hand side, he he's he's a central striker and he'll move central in the, at some point. Jaden Sancho means that we can attack with balance both down the left and both down the right and down the right left left and right hand side. It just makes us a completely different animal. And then you look at Jaden Sancho and the the level of goals and that he scores and creates is just uncanny for a 
for, for, for a guy that's just turned 20 years of age. So I think overall it's important. It's, 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 a, it's a massive statement as well. And of course, we still need another centre-back to go next to Harry Maguire. However, next summer you might have three or four massive teams, including yourself, Liverpool, coming in for Jadon Sancho. And the reason why most United fans want us to strike now is because we've got a free run at him. And missing out on him now could get us into, might end up paying even more for him next summer if three or four clubs come in and bid. It's okay, you know, and that would be embarrassing. Imagine saying no to 108 million next year, being forced into paying 115, 120 million the following. It just wouldn't make any sense. So I think for those three reasons, it's imperative that it gets done. What I've noticed again, and, and, and I, you know, no one said it's dead. Although, yes, the Dortmund have said it's past yeah. the deadline. Do it oh, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that'll sell for the right price. The, the likes Absolutely. of Yeah have said it so if we bid the money or we offer them the right level of structure and i think 80 million pound cash up front with sort of 20 plus million as guaranteed installments over a two to three year period gets that deal done i'm not worried about the money there's 245 million pound in cash sitting in man united's bank accounts spend the damn thing bring in Jaden sancho and that coupled with van der Beek, with the rest of our squad you know we've got a really good chance over the next two or three years of developing a team that could challenge for a title there's no doubt with the, the age of that team especially from the sort of the midfield going forward, the average age will be about 23 years of age. So it, it's, it just has to happen as far as I'm If we miss out on Sancho... Oh, you miss out... You, you, if, 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 Sancho, if you don't secure Sancho this window, you know, bid him goodbye. There's no way you're getting him next summer. I'll, I'll, I'll guarantee that. That's another thing you can clip out if you want. If you don't secure him this window, which I think you will, again, very much like how you view the Thiago situation with Liverpool... I view the Sancho situation with Man United. You know, you guys are, are firm favourites because you guys are the only ones that are desperate to put 80, 80 million. No other club in world football was ready to do that in this in, the, in this in this day and age. But you guys need to do it. So therefore, I think you will do it. If you don't, I think it'll be one of the one of the biggest mistakes you'll ever do because you won't get him next summer. Uh, there's a couple of clubs that would do it. Um, I think Paris Saint Germain would do it. I think Manchester City would do it. But I think legitimately doing it. I think Manchester United are probably the only club that can do 80 million. Dortmund are sticking and saying they want their is a hundred and eight million pound up front. And I I don't think I don't think it'll come to that. The Grizz asked a great question there. Does is it is it for your team or is it for you should the let ball? me host you should let me uh, host now again. Uh, come here if we can get you on if we can get your internet working we will. Yeah. Um but the for me the Sancho deal I I've said all summer it'll happen I've I've no doubt it'll happen I think you, th- these clubs always come to some sort of arrangement and all it'll take is a little push from the player going listen they're offering you enough let it happen um but uh, for me the reason it has to happen now is because United will lose a lot of face if this doesn't happen a lot. You know, um, there's been lots being said about it and lots being put out in, in the media with regards to it. I still think it does happen. I think it'd be a fantastic sign for Manchester United. But I do agree if um, if United don't get that over the line by October the 6th, I think they, I don't think they have another chance at it. I really, I really believe that. There's too many clubs that'll come looking and too many clubs that are further down the line. And Terry's already said about, you know, progressing the side and, and they're doing the right thing. They're, they're picking players. Van der Beek is a brilliant player, by the way, a brilliant player, a 40 million quid. He's, yeah. he, he obviously was brilliant for Ajax in that Champions League going back two seasons now. And he must have had an agreement with Ajax. Listen, I'll play one more season and then I'm gone because it was very quiet on him. There was no links. He was, he was just going about his business, but. I think United in January or next year, I don't think they stand a chance against Sancho if they don't do it now. 
it is interesting yeah i mean it's it's strike now or or risk not getting them next summer and as grace said you know the with the front three that you know you have i i get what terry is saying the number seven is iconic but with the front three they have maybe it's not as as needed do you think a defender might be more needed there at man u 30 are you happy with the options at the back because he's a linked with um upper meccano and badashila late, lately do you think that's a, it's something that they're gonna are they gonna pursue or do you think they stick with Lindelof and, and what they have? Um I feel like um we're sort of in a position where uh, I that Terry's uh, internet on the way now. Yeah, I knew it was gonna go. I've read some good things and stuff like that, but that that that's about it. Um, the Upper Meccano deal is interesting. I spoke to a journalist tonight, and he thinks that there is a, there's an outside possibility that Man United could go and get that deal done. I'm just not convinced we're going to go for a centre back, this uh, an established centre back that can come in and actually play from the beginning. Um, would I love to see it happen? Would it be great if we could sign Sancho, followed up by Upper Meccano, followed by? Um, uh, so with Van der Beek already being in. So we've got Sancho, Van der Beek and Upper Meccano. That would be the most perfect summer for us. Those three, it, would, it would improve the spine of the team. It would improve the bench. It would give us, it, it'd be excellent. It'd be absolutely brilliant. I don't wanna, do you know what it is? I don't want to get too carried away. That, that's my problem. You don't want to get too carried away and then it all falls apart. But from my point of view, and I'm sorry, I've had some connection issues for the first time ever. My PC decided to start going crazy. Yes. It might be, it might be. Hey. Way, but yeah. So from my point of view, <laughs> it's great tapping into your IT ca- IT account. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's me. All these fake accounts that I run. It's crashing my. It's crashing my computer. Yeah, I think it'd be good. I'd love to see a centre back come in to go next to Maguire. I think Maguire needs a bit of pace next to him, but someone that can stay fit. Upper Meccano would be would be the one. Um, interestingly, he's come out and spoke about moving to Man United, and again, just didn't deny it. Just sort of came out with that cliched. I love where I am. I'm happy at the club, but who knows what the future brings. As soon as a player says that, it tells me they're up for moving because if, if he isn't going to move, he doesn't want to move, you just say, I'm staying. You, you just come out and you'd be quite forthright and say, I don't want to leave. And he hasn't said that. So, yeah, the next two or three weeks are going to be really interesting, I think. If, 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 I, were, if I was a United sort of uh, part of the recruitment team, I'm telling you now, if I had the choice of Sancho or Upper Meccano and... Uh, Partey, wow! You get a book, a book, you know the one, yeah, fella. yeah Simon, yeah, yeah, Simon, right? You get him and Partey in your team in that squad, Terry. I tell you what, that would move you up at least two places to fourth. <laughs> I'm telling you, that would be, bro, bro, we're third. Yeah, that, yeah. At the moment, you know, this last season, you're going to regress now, isn't it? Because well, was... do you know what I love about this? The start of the season, though, I was talking to someone the other day. Liverpool are better than Man United. I never deny that, but. Like, I had a Liverpool fan say, but you're 40 points behind us. I'm like, brother, you stupid. It's a new season. We're level on points. Like, you may be better than us, but that's why I, I think, like, just, like if, I don't know why it had this happened last year. It's not talking about how Liverpool work. Everybody feels like the season starts with the same points difference. I'm like, let's just go. It's, it's, it, who knows what's going to happen? That's what I love about football. You know, it's, I think Liverpool are favourites. Yeah. I said it, I said, I said it, I said it in tongue in cheek, of course. Oh, no, but I know you did. And but, it, you know, and I know you did that, and I say things tongue in cheek. The problem is, there are some football fans that see banter on fan channels, 
oh, yeah. seriousness. And I'm like, what is oh. weirdos? Weirdos, proper weird people. Like they don't, yeah. they can't put them in a joke. If me and you were sitting next to each other, we'd bust joke like this to each other. Do you know what I mean? And and that's how we sort of say it on, on, online as well. And people think, oh my god, there's beef between X, Y, and Z. And, you know, it doesn't work like that. Real. I know. I know. It's crazy. Yeah, there's no beef here. And um, we've our 1,021 people watching, 462 likes. You know what we do? We keep reminding you, lads, smash that like button. And the more the merrier, we won't say no to as many likes as possible. If you can just go and do that, that would be great. But um, I want to move on to um, uh, get off Man United. We've given you enough time on them, 30. And uh, I want to go back to Liverpool slightly. <laughs> um, some of the, the the exits from Liverpool, um, Gav. I'll come to you. Have you have you heard much on deals for Wilson or Grujic or Karius or any of the outs? Have you heard of anything happening along them lines? Uh, uh, do you know what? There's been nothing on Karius. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. That that's that's just rip his contract up. No, I, I think that's one that you know. With the last couple of days, somebody takes a bit a, a punt on him. Um, you know, early October, someone takes a punt on Karius and gets him for three or four million quid uh, Liverpool are quite they look quite solid on their Harry Wilson valuation I think of 20 million pounds I know Newcastle were looking I think I think it was Leeds might have had a sniff of it but they, I think clubs looking at him at the moment are looking somewhere between 12 and 14 million pounds Liverpool are saying no 20 million pounds is the price and you, you know pe- people are, are comparing transfers and going but Liverpool can't you know moan about um, Tiago with 30 million euros and, and, and asked for 20 million for Harry Maguire. Nathan Aki has gone to Manchester City for 41 million pounds. Mm-hmm. This guy was relegated with, with, with Bournemouth. They yeah. were atrocious and for 41 million pounds. So if, if we go by people's thoughts, oh, I was 20% off it. Are we, are we seriously saying he's a 50 million pound defender in all things being equal? I don't think he can. Um, with Wilson, I think he will go. I look, Liverpool are saying 20. You're probably looking at 15 plus add ons. That's just the way it goes. Um, but he's not the I've one. Got, he, I've got some info on the Wilson situation. Sorry, Gav. Okay. I've got some information on the Wilson, uh, on the, on the Wilson situation. They actually bid 13 million for Wilson. We kind of accepted it. It's just the Wilson being sort of trying to convince Wilson to actually go down to. Bournemouth. I know we speculated a few weeks ago that oh he'll happily do it. Apparently, the information I've received, he's reluctant at the moment to do it. So, but I know that that's the furthest from in terms of our departures. That's the furthest we've gone down the line with someone. Um, you know, it's only a thirteen million bid, and we we actually did accept it. But it's not. Um, he's not. He's, he's very reluctant to go down to Bournemouth. Yeah. Well. You, you- 13 million, I think. I, I would have thought 15 plus add ons if Liverpool are sticking yeah. to 20 million, but that's not the key one. You see, the key because he's a he'd be considered a homegrown player. It's the other ones, it's Carius, it's Gruwich. You know, Gruwich is being linked with a couple, a couple of sides in Italy, a couple of sides in Germany, a couple of sides in the Premier League. But again, Liverpool are going to look for somewhere I would reckon between 15 and 20 million for Marco Gruwich as well, simply because. He, he was, he was linked to, he was linked to Atletico Madrid, I think it was last summer, around yeah. 24, 25 million, and Liverpool no, decided. 40 million. 
What was it? it was higher than that. was the links ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. and um, they went and signed Marcus Llorente instead. Yeah, and and oh. then you see, and then you see Grouch staying staying in Germany on a loan deal. So Liverpool obviously said no. We we we'll hold off. He's worth X amount. He could progress, but I, I don't think he will. I think I think Marco Grouch will be the biggest loser in all of this Thiago business, not Gino and Alden. Um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. The, the, the Hertha Berlin sporting director, Michael Preetz, came out and said that they're constantly watching the Gruyich situation to see what sort of happens with that coming down the line. Because I'd say they've got the, the valuation of Liverpool and they're like, oh, we're not paying that. And they're interested to see if any bids come in. So I think he ends up going back to Hertha Berlin, to be honest. I think the longer it goes on, or if Liverpool just need to get one out the door, I think they'll accept 13 million or so. Keith, uh, Keith, there's a, there's a fella that's trying to catch my attention in the chat and he's, and he's trying to sort of, um, it's Anas Hussein and he's saying, Gris said Thiago had cancelled his holidays. Uh, was he trying to imply he cancelled holidays to complete the deal? Uh, Anas, uh, he's he's gone on holidays because the the deal has been agreed. As far as I've, t- I've told you guys, he's been agreed, and that's why he's happily spending his time playing volleyball with his family on holiday. Relaxed, fella. You see, seen, have you seen the news? <clears throat> There's been a here we go from Fabrizio that uh, Everton are uh, doing medicals for this guy Alan, who I don't know much about, but yeah. they've also completed to sign James Rodriguez. Mm. Yeah, 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 it's two medicals tomorrow or something for them. I mean, it's interesting. Everton celebrate the transfer window victory every year and it always ends up going tits up for them. And I can see this one being much the same, you know, like James Rodriguez, I think, is more of a name than an actual footballer these days. As well, like Liverpool linked with lots of people and you haven't signed them this summer. You signed some great players in the recent years. United are always linked to these players. What I always find interesting is the amount of times we're linked with someone where the kind of football hipsters are crying their eyes out if we don't get them. And then two or three years down the line, these players like James Rodriguez, he was one that United fans threw the toys out of their back for. They're, they're doing nothing. They, they go nowhere. They end up being absolutely, absolute no mark in football, if that makes sense. And you're like, sometimes, you know, most of these signings that your clubs, these big clubs don't sign, don't really go on to do very much at all. Like last summer, I remember United fans, we got against Yao Felix. I mean, he might turn out to be great, but he hasn't ripped, you know, he hasn't ripped any trees up where, where he's gone as an example. I just think sometimes fans just got to have a bit of faith in your manager. <laughs> like, Klopp knows what he's doing, you know. Like, he's, he's pretty well-versed. He, he knows more about football in his fingertip than, than us four and everyone tuning in put together. And I'm, I don't mean any disrespect to anybody, but, but just have a little bit more Moon faith. Taken. I know, it's mad. It's mad. But anyway, sorry to, to digress. Uh, not at all. Have uh, we call it the Jonathan Tah syndrome over here? Because you know everyone was crying out for Jonathan Tah a few years ago, and he's still twenty three stone lumbering around for Liverpool. No, so. the best one was Samel. Samel was linked to Liverpool for still at least, on the plane. He's yeah, on his way. He, he was linked for Liverpool for about five years solid. Every single window it was brilliant. It was yeah. a crack that was. Well, do you remember William Carvalho sporting the Portuguese mm. midfielder? He was linked to everybody every summer. Everyone wanted him. And it, it comes a point where you sort of sit there and I'm, there's another player that's always, you know, that Leon Bailey everyone talks about. I, I, I get yeah. worried when these players get 22, 23, 24 and no one's come in for them. It tells me there's something wrong. It, t- like, it tells me legitimately there's something wrong with the player if they've got to that age and no big clubs have gone in. Any- well, well we, we definitely know if Everton are signing a washed up Allen because his legs have gone now. 
Fair enough, he's a very good player, uh, but I think he's coming to the end of his career and he's about to be baptised to the Premier League and Everton type of football. So fair play to them. And James Rodriguez, my God, was he? I don't think he's kicked a ball in anger or on, on any sort of decent level for years and years. But yeah, fair play to Everton. They may claim to win the transfer window again. Ah, will, no doubt, no doubt about it. But I think it's all going to be about now. Um, dominoes are going to start to fall, as we said earlier. The sure. Hitch has gone to Sevilla from ah. Barcelona. Um, apparently, the young, is, apparently, the young is being quoted as saying that Barcelona is in chaos. Frankie de Jong? Yeah. Jesus Christ. So It's yeah. not like a Dutch fella to be outspoken, isn't it? This is, yeah. Uh, yeah. Whoa, look at that. Bit of, bit of turmoil at Barca. We love it. That's it, but it's one that will, you know, you see if space opens up at Barcelona. And look, I don't want Genie to leave Liverpool, but they could come in for a Genie. Um, we see Bayern Munich are looking at uh, Marcelo Brozovic at Inter Milan, which could be waiting to let Thiago move on. Like as Terry touched on earlier, you know, sometimes clubs are waiting to get deals done before they'll pull the trigger on letting sales happen. So, It'll be interesting to see what happens over the the next few days. I think it could really start to um to to move. Does I think Gilmore agree? TV wants Tiago. So bad. Yeah, Gilmore TV does want Tiago. Fair play, fair play. But yeah, so, with the, with the Barcelona, it's a very very good point actually because they're actually losing not only Rakitic, Vidal, and. Suarez, Arthur. No, I'm talking yeah. about midfield area. Yeah, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Suarez. Yeah, so Arthur, Rakitic, and Vidal. Now that's three central midfielders that are leaving them. That leaves mm. them with with uh, with Busquets, who's not been in the greatest of forms. De Jong, who's making noises. Um, Pjanic. Pjanic is one. Yeah, but they won't sort of just rely on the three. No. Um, so young yeah. lads. Then yeah, it's all youngsters. It's um, yeah. So Rocky they're definitely Ligue looking. And, yeah, and, and with United sort of securing uh, Van den Beek, which means you know the Dutch connection, the Dutch, the noises from the from the Barca camp and the Cumin camp suggest that you know they're very much interested in Gini Wijnaldum. I mean, there has been no official approach to Liverpool, but I, I think again that's another one in the pipeline. It feels like a, 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 on Gini. <sighs> Maybe we're writing Barcelona off too much, but it feels like it's the worst time in the last 15, 20 years to go to Barcelona. Yeah. And again, I, I'm not sure if it's Liverpool that don't want to re-sign him or, or, or vice versa, but and I get there's the, the, the Ronald Koeman thing. I just feel, you never know. I mean, so maybe getting rid of some of these, I said, it, I said it when they got knocked out of the Champions League at Barcelona, that maybe Messi leaving is the, is what they need almost like a fresh slate. They, they start this rebuild again from the beginning type thing. It's you know like I, I don't know. Some, sometimes I think some of your star players can be a bit of a thorn in your side. Like one of the biggest things that Man United ever did was get rid of Ruud van Nistelrooy in two thousand and six. Yeah, it just it it was like a rebirth. Even though he was such a great striker, went on did well himself. But sometimes you just need to get rid of a player like that to kind of look, look at yourselves when you got rid of Coutinho. Everyone said you are mad. Mm. Mm-hmm. Works out all right. It it's true, like because the Van Nistelrooy is a good example because that opened up Ronaldo nearly because Van Nistelrooy fed off the Beckham delivery that he knew every time was coming. Ronaldo came in, and you'd see Van Nistelrooy getting frustrated when he'd make a run, but Ronaldo's checking back, and it was like, right, this isn't working out. You move on, Van Nistelrooy, Ronaldo flourishes. So sometimes you can you have to move a big player on to open it up. But you mentioned Messi there, Terry. Do you think it happens to Man City? 
do you know what? I was speaking to is, the interview's coming out tomorrow, but I spoke to Jamie Jackson from The Guardian and The Observer, see Manchester based. And I sort of said, What is the word on the street? And he said, You're not going to like this. He said, But they, Man City, he spoke to the club, Manchester City feel they can get a deal done. They, they, and he said, he said, this has happened two or three times since Pep's been there, but it's always been pushed back as, no, it's it's posturing for a new deal or we don't see a way forward. It may lead to Messi having to take Barcelona to court to get his – because it's, it's, it seems that the contract is so confusing. That yeah. if he, he said that he spoke to three or four different lawyers about it to get insight and they've all just said, I'd have to read through it, but it, every lawyer's got a different opinion on what it means. But Man City seemed to have some hope that they can sign him. And that's, it's interesting because uh, Jamie Jackson is, you know, he's, he is a writer, but he's more of a sports writer than he is a kind of transfer expert. Does that make sense? You know, he's currently doing Ollie, Ollie's biography and things like that. And yeah, he just said, yeah, the, the word in Manchester is that, that so the Etihad feel that they, uh, they can get the deal done, which is, it'd be mad. I don't, I do. And I don't, I want to see Messi in the premier league. I just don't want to see him at one of my rivals, but <laughs> yeah, it would be interesting to see what he could do over it. Yeah, uh, Gav, what do you think? Do you think Messi happens to Man City? Um, I don't know. I, I really don't. You know, it's a bit like I said earlier with regards to Chelsea and, you know, spending whatever they want. City have lashed out 70 million so far. Is it, it The rumour is it's it's um, Silva. Um, not Silva. The other fella, what's his name? The, the little fucker that doesn't do Bernardo. the... Bernardo. Bernardo. It is Silva. Sorry. <laughs> Bernardo that doesn't do Spoiling. the clapping of people when they've won a league. Um, Bernardo Silva, Jesus and Garcia plus 100 million. I think Barcelona would be absolutely mad. The problem you'll have, though, is that if Frankie de Jong is coming out and telling the world that Barcelona is an absolute chaos, rumours going around now that Messi, Suarez, um, Pique and Jordi Alba are having crisis meetings um, together over the state of Barcelona. What the fuck is Bernardo Silva, Jesus and Garcia heading to, to Barcelona for? It's a bit like the Mane uh, link, you know. But Barcelona want to replace... Um, Messi with, with Mane, I, I said it last week, Mane is going to turn up and the new camp's going to be on fire. You know, the only thing he'd be good for is putting out a fire when you, and a, a real fire because they'll, they'll absolutely fucking annihilate that place if Messi goes. I'm not messing with you. Like they will absolutely turn that stadium upside down if Messi leaves. That's, that's how he will end up. It, I don't know if he goes to see. He may do. If he doesn't, he ends up in full control of the football club known as Barcelona. In my opinion. It's like, yeah, it's like a, Caesar's taken over, but it's you know, like if Mane goes to Barcelona, let's just say they did that. I'm not saying they will say they did. It, you ever booked or ever seen like a holiday, a, sh- a film where they show it? Like you book the holiday, you've seen it in the brochures, your hotel looks amazing. You book the holiday, you fly, you get your transfer, you turn up at a hotel, but it's a building site and it's just yeah. awful. The pool's empty, there's dead cats everywhere. That's what that's where it'd be like for Mane. It's, he's not turning up, it's uh, it'd be like the apocalypse there. It's uh, Honestly, like you've got to stay away from Barca, but that makes it hard for them to get rid of players, which is why I think they're trying to get players to shut their mouths, keep themselves cool. But yeah, it's uh, it's mad how that's happened to them. Just, it's almost uh, the last two or three years just completely unraveled. But well, I suppose losing, being dumped out of the Champions League the way they have three years running has, has probably led to that as well. So there we go. Four years running, I think. Yeah. 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 Grizz, what do you think? Messi to City, yay or nay? Uh, nay. No, I just think um, I just think uh, as Terry alluded to, it, it would have to go to court. I don't know if 
either Barcelona or Messi would would like this to be dragged down to court. Um, so I, I think, and then I think City will want to stay away from anything dramatic or com- complicated like that. But if it turns out that look, the clause is void um, and he's free, you know, and I've just changed my mind slightly, then you can see it happening. But different all angles there, bro. <laughs> but uh, that's how we do, bro. That's how we do. But no, but um, no. Uh, simply no. I'll give you a no for that. Yeah, I think that could be a big power play on there as well. Just mm. as Gav said, I think he'll be the leading general manager of Barcelona next season. He'll be picking presidents. He'll be picking everything. Um, and I do think it all depends on the clause. I think if if City can't get him for free, I don't see how they can spend the money. Even thrown in players, I think. Yeah, people throwing players like it's FIFA manager. That that kind of shit doesn't happen anymore. Players, you know, trying to convince three players. Right mm. of the level of Bernardo Silva, Jesus, and who's the other one? Garcia. All right, Eric Garcia. All right, Garcia is a Barcelona fan, so he may want to go yeah. there. He may not now. Apparently, he's saying if Messi's leaving, I'm not going. So that's how much of a Barcelona fan he is. But mm. trying to throw in, but people suggesting that oh, swap this players for that players. That how often do we hear about players swap deals? It doesn't happen. You don't throw in fifty million plus two players. It's not FIFA manager. Well, these guys have to be convinced. The the agents have to agree deals, fields, fields, fees. It doesn't it doesn't happen often, and that's fanciful thinking. Art are in Pjanic, but I suppose it comes down to you know the clubs have to make it want to work, and the players have to make it want to work. I mean, you're throwing in three players, and you know there's so many moving parts. I suppose it it becomes that bit more difficult, doesn't it? But um, look, I'm a big Messi fan. I don't want to see him anywhere near Man City or the Premier League. I don't care if he gets to prove it on a Wednesday night in Stoke. Couldn't give a shit. I'd want him to stay where he is and just see how his days are uh, at Barcelona. But um, look, we'll we'll wait and see what happens. Um, there's a few other things that happen we didn't get on to, but we'll we'll save it for another day. We'll be about an hour and twenty in now, so uh, we might just leave it there or just want to go on or what's the story? I think we'll. Uh, I've got. Ch- I've got to make a move because I've got a, bit, a few bits to do for bed. And there I'm gonna you get- go. Yeah, so, oh, you got all the info, yeah. You got all the info. Now. <laughs> yeah, you're running, yeah. Like, straight now, on okay. to the football terrace now. To, to has a fella sitting off camera there writing it all down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just gonna plagiarize everything and pass it over to my own. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, oh, go ahead. No, no, so thank you very much for having me on. Really appreciate it. Really, really do. Thank you. It was a not pleasure. at all. It was a pleasure having you, Terry. It was a pleasure having you. And Grizz, it's been a milestone night. Not not only have you got over the thousand viewers, but you've you've had no no issues with the connection. You've been crystal clear, too crystal clear on the camera, I think, and and the the audio. But you know, a great day nonetheless. I think you ate into Gav and Terry's bandwidth at some stages tonight. But don't ever, don't ever, ever, don't ever underestimate my powers, mate. You lot felt it today, yeah, Terry and Gav. I infiltrated your usually impeccable Wi-Fi, so don't ever underestimate the Grizz. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you have IKF going eh? over. Do you want me to, um, do you, do you want me to, do you want me to sort out now after what he's just said? Would you like me to sort him out? Because here goes, right? Um, we're two subscribers short of 4,000. And at 4,000 subscribers um, on a show, for an entire show, if you type in your at on Twitter and you have been blocked by Grizz, he will unblock you and you can verify it throughout the show. So, plus, Keith will also turn up with a full head of hair when we get 4,000 subscribers. So, if you're watching and you're not subscribed, please hit it because we're 
no sorry we've passed it 4002 so we won't do it on tours you know we give Keith a chance to go out and buy his wig yeah, and we give here. we give um, Grizz a chance to charge up his phone so Sunday night show will be all about Keith with loads of hair and Grizz unblocking everybody that asks um, thanks for the support it's been amazing <laughs> it certainly has listen lads thanks very much for joining us tonight the chat's been kicking as well we've had a lot of new faces in there we always mm. appreciate that even friends or enemies whatever you know once we all keep it civil happy days um so we'll leave it there lads thanks very much um we've been the lfc day trippers and we'll be just good night now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the dominion energy reliability investment our new investment product offers competitive returns no maintenance fees and flexible online access to your money make the reliable investment in reliable energy the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Sports Social Podcast Network.